wormholes and EMFs. Is there a connection there? What if there was a kind of architecture that could not only harness the power of wormholes, but actually take all the proliferation of 5G radiation and electromagnetic pollution that's harming the body and the planet from something that is harmful to actually therapeutic? Would you even believe it? Remember to smash that like button, comment below, share this video out far and wide, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and get ready for Waking Infinity News. Welcome back to Waking Infinity News. I'm your host, Ben Joseph Stewart. Lately, I've been talking about the idea of wormholes and getting into the idea that the Ojibwe and the Cree have been, in a sense, talking about wormholes as how they came from the Pleiades, the Seven Sisters, the star system, all the way down to Earth, using wormholes. How they actually traveled the cosmos, their ancestors, would travel the cosmos with maps of the cosmos using stargates, primarily with the power of wormholes. So, this is actually something that has been proved in the 90s through scientists like Peter Gaiaev, other Russian scientists like Fosar and Bludorf, and all wrapping around this idea of our DNA actually has wormholes within it. And that's how it draws its information from elsewhere in the solar system or maybe the universe at large. Yes, this is real science. And no, we don't understand why yet. But as we look into the nature of wormholes even deeper, we have to really ask if our genetic information is drawn from outside of space-time or elsewhere in the universe, could we potentially look at this as proof that we are all one, that we are not simply closed looped systems in and of ourselves, but we draw from elsewhere? like the Earth draws energy from the Sun, like our galaxy draws energy from other galaxies seen in these invisible channels. It's no longer sci-fi coming from Hollywood. This is here to stay. We need to understand their power even better. Back to the Earth and the Sun. Where the electromagnetic fields of both the Earth and the Sun meet that's where you'll find what's called an electron diffusion region. And even NASA has stated that some particles pass through these wormholes that are created by the electron diffusion region and they are teleported to the surface of the sun. So can we be sure that this is just some random anomaly that means nothing? Or is it a necessary relationship between the earth and the sun in order for life to grow here on earth? I also wonder the same thing about humans' electromagnetic fields. Human to human, human to plant, human to animal, human to the planet itself. Heart math shows us that we have a heart field, and that heart field is more scientifically named an electromagnetic generated field coming from the heart. This is proven. Even Google confirms that it extends about three feet outside the body. So when you look at the six feet apart social distancing guidelines, we are not allowed to commingle our heart fields. I wonder what kind of effect that actually has. 
it's very, very speculative to say that this was the purpose, was to keep us all disconnected, even in our heart fields. But it is quite interesting. It's exactly six feet. So maybe there's an electron diffusion region between humans, and we are not teleporting a piece of ourself to them and they to us if we don't get within a certain distance of one another. Maybe these are all very far out there speculations that I have, but these are questions that I think we need to start asking. So going even deeper, I was speaking about architecture and the importance of architecture having the potential to harness the power of wormholes. I'm not alone in believing this. There's actually a very prominent scientist. His name is Ibrahim Karim. Ibrahim is an Egyptian born architect who founded biogeometry based on ancient and even modern scientific sound principles of how shape and form influences the energy contained in and around it. This is why most ancient architecture paid such close attention to the form of churches, the form of ancient archaeology, and why they're also placed on what are believed to be powerful electromagnetic and subtle energetic spots on the earth. When these power spots, these vortices of energy, this high concentration of this subtle energy uh, were originally being allocated by ancient man, how were they allocating them? You know, what was happening that they well, were able to... You said the word right now. You said vortices. Yeah. And that's the magic word when speaking about power spots. Power spots have a sort of a vortex, like a wormhole. And wormholes connecting with the sky and the earth. And what is a wormhole in physics? What is a wormhole? Wormhole is something that connects between two dimensions or two universes or two things. It takes you from one to the other. Mm. So like our black holes, there are wormholes connecting to other universes. We are now thinking so much uh, in our modern science, how to connect between different dimensions and all that when the ancients were already doing that just by being in a power spot, you connect it. And it's this higher connection that produces healing on the physical level. Mm -hmm. Is there an energy that I can expose you to no matter if that organ is underactive or overactive mm. and it would balance that organ and more importantly, it has no dosage effect at all. So no side effects, no mm. interactions. And that's what the sacred power spot does. Mm. It's a naturally occurring energy. Harmonizes. That will harmonize mm. no matter the problem. Mm -hmm. So uh, this made the power spot a place of healing, a place of burial, because those beings that you would see there, they would help the soul. And it made it a place of... Uh, oracles, like in the temples in Greece, in Delphi, and all that, they're on power spots, they go there to get oracles. Mm -hmm. and it's an so the wormhole is the secret. So he's saying there that the wormhole is where the secret lies, the secret of healing, higher dimensional healing. We talk about this with psychedelics, potentially bringing you outside of this dimension and finding healing, somehow breaking out of our rigidity. But not just healing. What about the oracles of Delphi, like he was mentioning there? Where did these oracles come from? Perhaps these oracles were on a specific spot on planet Earth. But even going deeper, 
What about the structures of the human body? What about the body itself and the shape of the body being able to call in these energies? Are we connected with wormholes as well? The centers of the human body, it was where we detect that same energy of a sacred power spot. You detect the energy of a sacred power spot in the shape of the body and the the location of that in the shape of the body happens to correlate with what we call chakras. Mm. So your chakras are doing the same thing for you that the sacred power spots are doing for our environment. Holographic. Yeah. Now I'd like yeah. to say one thing about the centers. After all, we spoke so much about centers, kind of right. but you know what? Centers do not exist. Yeah, right. Okay. Why they don't exist? Because if you take a center and you enlarge it a bit, it has a center. You enlarge yeah. it a bit, it has a center. Yes. So a center cannot exist, even a wormhole. The center of a wormhole is like a small circling circle pointing to a center, but the center is not in the manifested wormhole anyhow. So that way we understand that a center, any center of any geometrical shape is actually a wormhole, a vortex that automatically leads to higher dimension. Now I know a lot of this could come across as a little woo-woo for people. Leading science usually does. Think about Wim Hof, for example. Wim Hof, the Dutchman called the Iceman, the one who does breathing techniques and then swims under polar ice caps. 26 Guinness World Records the man holds. Now think about it. He was claiming he can control his autonomic nervous system, something that science and doctors have been saying impossible for years and years and years. And here comes this Dutch guy saying, uh, I'm doing it. Anyone want to study me? Anyone? He had to go to subways. My wife is Dutch and she said she would go on subways and, you know, take public transport and see this guy trying to get his message out at public transport places, a big tub of ice and just sitting there inside of it. Like, hey guys, anyone want to finally take what I'm saying seriously? And she said even at the time, her being quite awake, I didn't know what to make of it until years later, science finally said, okay, we're going to inject this guy with E. coli and we're going to see if his breathing technique can really keep him from having any sick, any sickness whatsoever, any of the symptoms that comes from E. coli. So they had a control group and a group of 12 people that did the Wim Hof technique, yada yada. The breathing technique kept all symptoms at bay and the other group convulsions, massive fever, migraine headaches. I could go on and on and on. So. Yes, it may seem a little woo-woo, a little pseudoscience at this point, but we need to start taking these things a bit more seriously and also the higher potential of humans. This is why I'm showing all of this to you. It's not just for some kind of shock value. I think there is some kind of potential that we can harness and actually change a lot of the problems that we are experiencing on the earth. I don't believe changing the world's problems has to do with just other people. I think it starts within. So to move this forward, when we're talking about real world problems, I can go no farther and no more drastic of a problem than 5G and what that's doing to the planet, let alone the surveillance issues, let alone the data harvesting, let alone the fact that it could potentially turn into a satellite run open air prison system. 
Leaving all that stuff off the table, let's just focus on the health effects. The radiation causing a massive problem in the ionosphere, the protective layer of the Earth, basically meaning it could annihilate all life on Earth if this is not nipped in the bud immediately. But what does that mean, nipped in the bud? To some people that means go out and destroy 5G towers. To some people that means rage against the machine and say we don't want any of your technology anymore. And some people are saying, how do we build a bridge to say, I want to be able to use a phone to connect with my uh, grandparents who live in a different country in real time with really good quality, but I don't like all the problems it's creating. It's like a double-edged sword. So how do we move forward in such a world? I believe Ibrahim Karim and his daughter Doraya and biogeometry may hold the secret one thing that we are going to start experiencing very soon is the switch, especially if Biden gets his way, to electric cars. And if we make this big old switch to electric cars, you will find that we are solving one huge problem. All the fossil fuels being put into the air, causing greenhouse gases, causing air pollution. Yes, it's a problem. However, transplanting one problem does not actually eliminate or neutralize Another problem, such as the electromagnetic radiation of sitting inside electric cars that's found four meters outside of an electric car while it's charging is already influencing the electromagnetic field of your body. Now imagine thousands upon thousands of satellites in the sky, towers everywhere, devices everywhere. You will not be able to escape it no matter what you do. So how do we solve this problem? Ibrahim is saying, instead of trying to annihilate the production of new technologies, how do we go with it and, in a sense, Aikido the hell out of it? Meaning, use what's good and pull it in that momentum even quicker while solving the problems along the way, neutralizing the harms and potentially turning the harmful aspects of it into something therapeutic. Check this out. We have uh, started developing by geometry solutions to transform it so that the electric car becomes actually a harmonizing element, mm. a healing aspect in the electric car. So when you sit in the electric car, you are actually getting a healing session. So you stay alert while driving, but at the same time very relaxed and uh, you drive with no fatigue and things like that. So it is very, very dangerous to go the roadway of electricity in electric cars or in smart cities where electricity or electromagnetic radiation is everywhere. You cannot go into this form of pollution without having a solution for it. Mm. Because remember, it took us now a hundred years until we start discovering that fossil fuels and oil and gases are harmful to us. Mm -hmm. We don't have another hundred years with electromagnetic radiation. Yeah. Yeah. We will end civilization much before that. And just to so uh, let's wake up now and find the solution. So I bet the big question all of you have is, this sounds great. It sounds like a great solution, but is it real? Is it just a bunch of hooey? Is it basically just an idea? Is it just in theoretical phase? How do we actually get this into motion? Well, check out this news clip of Ibrahim Karim, who was brought into Switzerland to solve town-scale problems 
from having 5G towers on a church in this one town, Hamburg, and then having such good reactions from it that he was actually asked to come to a different town and potentially will start getting entire countries saying, come solve our EMF problem for us. It's already in motion, folks. These solutions are already here. They simply need to be adopted. Not just adopted, major solutions to global problems face the biggest problem, scalability. All entrepreneurs know this. All ideas and idea makers know this. And everyone on a global mission knows this. It's scalability. So let's start talking about scalability of these major breakthroughs in technology and even architecture. Because could you turn a hospital into a healing center just by the form of it? Could you turn, turn a school into something that assists us in learning simply by the form of it? Could you turn an art house into something that brings out creativity? A bedroom in something that allows for deeper rest and relaxation and rejuvenation? Yes, you can. Yes, we can repair this world. Yes, we can. If you guys have questions for me and topics that I cover, I've said in the past, email me at ben at benjosephstewart.com. I don't mind that, but I was reminded um, by my boss upstairs, um, I was reminded that I should really bring people into the Discord group. And the Discord group you can find at benjosephstewart.com. The Discord group is where you can actually meet the tribe. Everyone who's gone to benjosephstewart.com, it's not about me. There are other people who are far more well-read and even more well-balanced and have a great understanding of how to answer these questions. Let's start connecting with our community. Community is key. Tribe is key. And yes, there's a little bit of a difference. Your tribe is a little bit more the, your click inside of a community. But there needs to be a scalability of how well we relate to our brothers and sisters in the world. All different ages, races, creeds, belief systems, anything. And we need to have the same relationship with the earth. So go to the Discord group, ask your questions, get involved. And this is my news and I'm sticking with it. I'll catch you guys next time on Waking Infinity News.